Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and welcome to the kachat it's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars two i'm lucas southworth and i'm lucas southworth too whoa it's he's john i don't know if he's lucas southworth too i don't really know what that would mean expand on that lucas southworth too uh, I'm you, except I make a lot less sense, and I've got spies and uh, explosions. Nice. I love that. That's right, folks. We are recycling one of our episodes, 100 episodes after the fact. If you remember right, episode 5 was entitled, Lucas Finally Watches Cars 2, and we figured, you know, as the Cars podcast, we should, I don't know, Still rewatch them every once in a while, so we watched Cars two again. That's this one. That's what we're. That's what we did. We told you this last week, but in case you didn't listen, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I gotta imagine the episode title is something like "We finally rewatch Cars 2, so you understood this going in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what we did. John, how did you enjoy rewatching the second Cars movie? Well, I gotta say, it's still a bad movie. Yes. <laughs> But I will say, and I actually, in what I've got to imagine is an unprecedented turn of events for our podcast, went back and listened to a bit of an old episode. Okay. (laughs) That being episode five, Lucas finally watches Cars 2, just to sort of like try to stay away from some things we really dive into in that one. But in that one, I say, you know, I think how bad it is, is overhyped. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And I think I have sort of forgotten that impression it it gave me over the past 100 episodes. And I watched it and I was like, this isn't like great, but I'm having fun. It's a fine. It's fine. It's passable. Like, I don't know. Cars 2 isn't as bad as people say it is. It's not good, but it isn't as bad as people say it is. Okay. Bold. Uh, I will admit there were points in this movie where it was like, okay, I guess that was clever or well-written. And it was just things like there were constant callbacks. Like anything that Mater did, there's a chance that that was going to be referenced later, such as Dagum. Oh, it's, it's Gatlin. Okay, there's, oh no, something's going on. Everything seems fine on my end. I hear Cars 2 again. You hear what? Is the movie playing in your ears again? I think it just started playing in the background again. But okay. have you resolved this issue? I have not. 
this would be sort of a fun energy to do the podcast with uh me completely uninhibited and you having to fight the distraction of mater talking in your ear the whole time fair enough um okay that's gonna be uh hard to overcome but let's do it let's see how long this lasts before i go absolutely insane i gotta say john fully a joke please resolve that okay (laughs) (laughs) while john is working on that what are you saying is there was a scene in which mater goes daggum and the voice recognition thinks he says gatling gun and (laughs) the guns come out and he goes ah shoot and then it starts like, yeah, sure. And it starts shooting. And it's played for jokes. And it's pretty funny. And it's got a call back later. But also, there's real horror on Mater's face as he shoots guns wildly at these cars. And he goes, no, no, no. And like, it was a joke. But also, that would be horrifying. If you had two guns in your hands firing off wildly you could, that you couldn't control. Mm-hmm. So That would be... Very spooky. I figured out what the problem was. Was it that Cars 2 was playing in the background? It was, but uh, I realized that I had started fast-forwarding and then rewinding, and then I was rewinding, and I just left it that way. Ah. And it rewinded all the way to the beginning of the movie and then just started playing. Mm. But that is resolved now? That is resolved now. Perfect. That's great. So, as I said... Uh, I went back and listened to our our first little uh, go through of this movie. Uh, And I'll say that understandably, so we sort of focus on like the big things from Cars 2, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone dies. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, there's the Pope. (laughs) Uh, Man, lemons get a bad rap. Those are like our big points in that first episode. We do some Mm -hmm. other stuff, but... I gotta say, I enjoy the rewatches because I feel like I was able to be like, oh yeah, there's my friend Celine, the horrible headlight woman. I won't let that distract me for the next 20 minutes. No, no, no. I am used to her. So I can notice other tinier, less important details. And that's probably, I gotta assume that's going to be what a lot of today is about. Would you, do you get that impression, Johnny? Tiny details? I mean, like, what what do you mean by tiny details? How many tiny details or how tiny are we going? Well, I've got at least, and we'll get here when we get here, I've got six different notes on the credits alone. <laughs> so. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> That's what I mean. Okay. So I was gonna, I was gonna interrupt and I was gonna be like, would you say something as small as pointing out the fact that the the first spy's name was Leland Turbo. Yeah, that is his name. Yeah. Yep, Leland Turbo. That's an interesting name. I don't know why that's my first note, but it is. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I don't know how much more <laughs> content we can derive from that, but I'm glad you've got them straight. And when I was going through the thing of like our big points from our first episode... We can still talk about how wild the body count of Cars 2 is. Because, folks, it is. (laughs) But (laughs) we certainly do cover that in great detail in a lot of other episodes. Yeah, it's it's very noticeable. (laughs) It's it's hard not not to notice, (laughs) is one thing I would say about it. But (laughs) my first note is, what does that tiny boat think happened to Finn McMissile, you think? 
the one who who he gets to take him out into the middle of the ocean and he gets turned around and he's like, Egg, sorry, buddy, we got to go. Hey, where are you? And then mm-hmm. it cuts away. But you know he thinks he's just killed a man. See, my thought is there's no way that guy doesn't immediately turn around and be like, hey, uh, I'm okay. I know I need to leave and I know you've got that gun, but also a man may be drowning right now. Did you see a small man? I had a small man with me. And immediately Finn McMissile's cover is blown. Yeah, and he's like, and let me tell you, it's not a boat. It's a car. If he's in the water, we have to act right now. Mm -hmm. If you heard a splash or anything, please let me know. He's going to die. This can't be happening again. I've got to (laughs) stop taking random people with small details into the middle of nowhere in the ocean. So yeah, that that's a thing. It certainly is. It, it really, really certainly is. My other notes about the oil rig scene are just about people dying. <laughs> really. There's a crane that's alive, and I want to know more about the crane. Uh, but we've seen living cranes before, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I do have that as a note, is that there's a crane, and he's on an oil rig. And it's just made me think about how many people in this world are alive and completely incapable of moving from where they exist. Yeah, that's the thing about the crane. At least he can swivel, I guess, but that's not too much of a consolation. (laughs) (laughs) Like all the stuff we said about the tragedy of being a train before we decided they were gods in that one episode. Imagine that, but... I don't know, you don't even get a track. You don't get forward and backward either. Yeah, and at least most cranes, like, most cranes aren't permanent, you know? They mm-hmm. move around, uh, or they get constructed and then deconstructed. That crane's entire existence is only on that oil rig. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. So before that... Yeah, go ahead. Smaller details. He says, don't get your prop in a twist. Hmm. That you want to get your prop in a twist. That's the that's, whole point of the prop. Yeah, that's a bad expression. <laughs> the entire point is, hey, don't get your knickers in a twist, which is, hey, don't get your, I believe, undergarments in a twist. Yeah. And it's, hey, you don't want to have bunched up underwear. It's going to make you feel unpleasant all day. Okay, that makes sure. sense. Yeah. Don't get that thing that twists in a twist. Are you telling me to stop being able to move? Because that's what it seems like you're saying. Yeah, I think you're right. Anyway. Magnet boots. He does have magnet boots, and they're very, very effective. They're very effective, and they're silent. Yeah, that would be clunking and clanking around an awful lot, I gotta imagine. Yeah, it would be clunking and clanking around, and the only thing you heard was his engine. So what's going on, the animators and sound designers of Cars 2? The Foley work needs work. <laughs> oh, man, this podcast is pretty dumb, huh? Uh, absolutely. I feel like any commentary we have at this point on this movie is going to be commentary, not about the movie, but about us observing not the movie, but us observing the movie. Yeah. Because at this point, it's, huh, you'd think we would have thought about or talked about or, man, after 
over a year of talking about there's okay that's two years now two years we're talking about cars and we haven't ever mentioned this there's so many small things one of the big ones and this feels fun seeing as i sort of laid out our big points from our first uh, go at cars too what i feel like is one of the things that really stood out to me in this one is sally and then at the end Flo just keep talking about how hot open tired cars are open wheeled cars are mm-hmm. and that was really weird <laughs> What are the ti- what are wheels and why is having fenders over them a bad thing in the eyes of at least two female cars? It's so exciting that ooh I'm going to need some coolant. Yeah. It's kind of a lot. Mhm. Think- Imagine if you looked at a a person who was so attractive that you needed to have a literal drink of water <laughs> just to calm down. Jeez. They they got you so excited you need assistance cooling down. It's I feel like it's almost like an IV or something. Uh, okay, let's 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 inhabit the brains of Flo and Sally Carrera here. Mm-hmm. We see Francesco uh, Bernoulli or whatever his name is, we can see all up on those wheels because he's a formula car and their wheels are not inhibited by any sort of fender. What about that compared to the average car are we like, oh my god, about? Okay, that's rough because (laughs) what are tires? Tires, wheels. Oh no, they're. Oh, is it a foot thing? It's a foot thing. Oh no, Johnny. Johnny, no. But it's much worse than that. Because you think about it. I don't want to anymore. (laughs) It's just like the wheel, the tire. The wheel is the foot. the, The tire is the shoe. Okay, what you're seeing more of, you're seeing, I guess, more of that in general. So what, I mean, are you seeing more foot? Are you seeing more shoe? Are they wearing sandals in this case? Or is it like, oh, they're wearing shorter pants so I can see the tops of the shoe and foot? Yeah, is I'm... this a shorts situation? Is this man wearing shorts and they're really excited about his shorts? Yeah, that's kind of where I was going is it's like a sort of less clothing, more revealing situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you are right that the, the wheels are kind of the feet of the car. And like, I think it could be like, I don't know. I'm sure some women are into calves <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean lily from how i met your mother is super into marshall's calves well there we go and that's a real person <laughs> it's based some a real person wrote that at least <sighs> <sighs> all right you were headed in the direction so i'm gonna try and take us home okay what is a stereotype about a certain type of or article of clothing 
that is considered to be far more European. Like a Speedo? Speedos. Oh, okay. You think he's wearing a Speedo. Well, you don't think he's literally wearing a Speedo, and I understand that. (laughs) And you, the listener, need to understand that as well. We speak in metaphor and simile a lot on this, and sometimes we don't make it very clear that we're doing that. And I understand that. John doesn't think Francesco Bernoulli's wearing a Speedo, but he does think he's doing the equivalent of wearing a Speedo. I think that these are all athletes. Yeah, yeah. And their athletic garb could be wild and various and uh, maybe racing shorts and uh, like tight shirt are what lightning wear. And Francesco is just wearing like a Speedo. I like literally every option we've put out. I don't like that Flo and Sally have a wheel fetish but it's pretty funny (laughs) and i also like shorts i like speedo i think it's really dealer's choice at that point i'm gonna i i think your best argument was speedo though okay i feel like speedo makes a lot of sense i it weirdly man it does (laughs) even though you know runners don't really wear speedos but who knows Uh, maybe they should (laughs) maybe they're just embarrassed Maybe if they did, they'd be faster. You know, I don't know the science there. No one does. No one can. Hey, John. Mm-hmm. You know how Roombas are alive? Mm-hmm. Do you think Lightning McLean is alive? Yes. Yeah, okay. There's an ad for a vacuum cleaner. It's called Lightning McLean, and that's pretty funny. But also, in plates, too, we did establish vacuums at least can be alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I need to find it. It's, this is rough. I've got so many tiny little things to talk about. Oh yeah. I'm jumping around real bad. Okay. So it's, um, Finn McMissile has a tiny little person that jumps out from him and then their entire existence is based on, I'm going to go, I'm going to lift up half of this one vehicle and that's it. Oh yeah. His weird fighting, uh, like a uh, Jack that just pushes a car up on its side. Mm-hmm. That's weird. <laughs> it's weird that he has. <laughs> Do we think that thing's alive? Okay, yeah. See, the thing is, I feel like we have to be consistent on Lightning McLean and this little Robo Jack. Like, I feel like whatever we say for one, we have to say for the other almost. The thing is, I really like Lightning McLean being alive, and I don't like that thing being alive. <laughs> So what do I care about more? I care more about the vacuum being alive. Yes, John, I think the Jack is alive. <laughs> okay, so the Jack is alive. Uh, his life is tragic, and yeah. he lives most of his life just under a man. Yeah, hopefully he's not sentient. That could be worse. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, he reminds me of the butter passing robot from Rick and Morty. That's literally exactly what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. what is my purpose you lift up half of a car it's effective for like a minute it's really just slows them down it doesn't even put them out of commission mm-hmm. which knowing how willing and able to kill any and every car that comes into his path it's weird that finn decides you know what this guy 
this guy's gonna he's just gonna be sideways yeah i was gonna bring that up when you brought up the jack is like if he's got non-lethal ways to deal with these people why does he never ever use them he just he doesn't want to it almost feels like early in it they were like oh yeah we'll commit to like not having anyone be killed and like that was an early scene where they had that and then later they were like ah give them all guns <laughs> what are we gonna do it's a spy movie and this they just left movie. the the robo jack and as a detail they forgot to change or maybe for some reason they were killing this that and the other people and then they were like well we need to let the people know we need to let them know that when these people die they didn't have to die <laughs> We need to let them know that Finn McMissile could spare these people. He is choosing not to choose mercy. Mm -hmm. He just decided, I'm going to kill today. He woke up today and he decided to get to kill him. He chose violence, folks. That's a thing people say now. This is a tiny little line, almost a throwaway line, but I I don't even know that there's much we can talk about it. I just wanted to make sure you, the audience, heard it. Apparently, Mater's cousin Betsy was left at the altar. Mm-hmm. That, and that's just something that is said almost in the background. He says, y'all look more broke down than my cousin Betsy after she was left at the altar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> that's just kind of weird and interesting to me. Yep. <laughs> Again. No, oh, boy. I don't. We don't need to spend any time on it. <laughs> just that. Uh, oh, okay. So early on. There's a, a scene in the bathroom and he talks to two different lemons. And I just need to explain that this entire scene is basically a, hey, I don't want to be racist, but says racist thing. Yeah, he does, I think, even say like nothing. Nothing bad. against your maker model, but <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> but when you fail, you fail hard. Because gremlins are known for when they break down, mm-hmm. they do so explosively. Uh, that is one thing I kind of want to get into. Not Mater's weird, like, treatment of the women's, of how he seems to treat them nicely, but he really kind of doesn't. <laughs> but more so, Mater's immense, immense knowledge of the inner workings of cars. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I think that's something I must have just not really paid much attention to the first time because I was kind of not blown away, but like that's something we don't see like a side of Mater on a lot is he's like, I immediately recognize any maker model of car. I know a lot about their engines, a lot about their parts, etc. And that was, I don't know, kind of interesting detail to give Mater. Yep. They, they liked a lot referencing anything that is, oh, yeah, Major's really specifically good at blank. And it was, he must be the world's best backwards driver. Yeah, he's very well established as being a great backwards driver. That's just something that is known about Mater. Yeah. We can get into this later. But man, this movie, I, I mentioned it to you the first time. Uh, about how this movie has no impact on Cars 3 literally whatsoever. And this Mm -hmm. was before you had watched Cars 3, so you're like, oh, really? That's a shame. But I would love to talk about it with both of us really knowing that. Okay, so why on earth 
are you spending time establishing at the very end? Oh, yeah. I am his girlfriend. Yeah. You will never be seen or heard of again. I guess they just broke up. I don't know. <laughs> like, we, there's no way to know. Like, I mean, did they break up? Or did he murder did the person? <laughs> I was going to say death, but, you know, because she's in a line of work where she could easily die. But okay. okay. I, mean, I don't know, man. We've, we've established a pattern with Mater and women. <laughs> I didn't think that we had established a serial killer-esque vibe about him. I don't know, man. Some things are signs of other things, you know? Mm-hmm. Or early warning signs of them. Okay, now let's talk about something. I guess that's, to me, a major plot hole that is just kind of something that it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. It is extremely well established that Sir Miles Axelrod has his parts replaced constantly. Yeah. Why didn't he just convert to electric? Why? Yeah, why didn't he actually do it is a great question. <laughs> if it, if people weren't like, no, that's impossible. How did you convert to electric? That means it's doable, you know? Mm-hmm. That it's not outlandish. Mm-hmm. We know that uh, because of Rod Redline, we know that the engine block can be changed. That's just a thing that he was casual about. What? Oh, yeah. I, what? Why does that matter? I can just get my engine block changed. And then uh, Zandap just says something about, oh, well, there won't be anything left to replace after I explode you to death. Yeah, that's Real exactly good. what he says. Mm-hmm. Are you reading from the wiki? Yep. Cool. <laughs> it's the wiki quote <laughs> of the day. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so... We know that it's a thing that people are fairly casual about and that it's something people can do and it's established, oh, yeah, uh, he just converted to electric. So it's a thing he could have done. He constantly has surgeries anyway, so we know that he it's not like more of a risk than his other constant surgeries. So the only reason for him not to is because he just doesn't want to. Yeah, and like... That gets into, like, my big tonal issues with this and how they treat the lemons. Uh, I think probably the reason is, is their whole thing is we should be proud to be lemons, you know? Like, we should stand up and grab the respect we deserve. And, like, they treat it as such a, a, like, villainous thing. But they should be demanding respect. They should be standing up for themselves. And that's probably why he didn't actually convert to electric, if it is in fact possible, because like, that's part of his identity. And they could have made that such a good thing. It's why I hate the decision in in Planes that they cut off his crop dusters. But they treat it as villainous. I don't know. I know I said we wouldn't get into this as much because we got into it so much in the past 105 episodes but it's so hard not to get into because it's done so poorly like i i there's saying it was done poorly is not an understatement it's inaccurate but i don't know a better easier way to say it it's just 
very very bad it, it's it's kind of like uh how several folks in the deaf and hard of hearing community are against personally getting a cochlear implant because mm-hmm. they view their deafness or hard of hearing as part of their identity and like that should be celebrated <laughs> so i don't know i don't know it's just uh that brings the lemons bring this movie down so much for me because again (laughs) watching it i was surprised by how much fun i was having and by how much heart like mater and lightning's relationship had you know like that their relationship and friendship is genuinely really well done but i don't know i hate the lemons but not for the reason this movie wants me to hate the lemons (laughs) (laughs) i hate how this movie does lemons yes Okay, um, I don't know much else to say about it that we haven't already covered yeah, or we that won't make me spiral even further. We can move on. <laughs> Two, apparently once Mater accidentally ripped out Luigi's battery. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be a reference to sometimes people say, I, like, I know a move where I can rip out your heart and show it to you before you die. And that's what Mater did. To a friend of his. He, he just admits it. He even says, like, I could rip out your battery and show it to you before you stall, like I accidentally did to my friend Luigi once. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, man. Don't do that. Don't, don't nearly kill your friend Luigi, please. Okay. He, well... In this scene, he's describing his skill, and he's talking about how he has a black fan belt. Yeah, like a they're black all, belt. They're all they're all fan all fan belts like that I've ever encountered are black. That's probably maybe an intentional joke then, but who would like? I would assume they'd all be black, but I wouldn't know for sure, you know, without knowing anything about cars. I mean. It's as good as saying, I have a belt. Yeah, again, I think that's maybe the joke. I don't know. Okay. It's a dumb joke, but I think it might that might be their intention. Did Luigi... Did he... Did he die? Did he, for a while, die until they put it back in there? Well, he ripped it out and showed it to him before he stalled. Maybe Guido put it back in before he died. Yeah, maybe Doc was still alive and he could help the process. Speaking of, this is another big point we've covered a lot. They barely mention Doc's death in this, huh? Yeah, and the Piston Cup, they keep calling it the Piston Cup, even though it's been renamed in the fabulous Hudson Hornet's honor. Yeah, I I, I meant to look up if that's a plot hole, if they ever refer to it as the Hudson Hornet Cup in Cars 3 where it would make even more sense to do so Mm -hmm. because it's the one about lightning dealing with the grief his grief from the loss of doc hudson 10 years after the fact (laughs) but probably not 10 years after the fact several years after the fact it it does seem like the people who made cars 3 didn't watch cars 2 and like i get it not many people have but also I don't, because obviously they should have. <laughs> They're like J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson out here, am I right? That's a reference Absolutely. to our last episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
there's a there's a lot of Japanese game shows yes. that are obstacle course based game shows mm-hmm. in the real world. And there's one that they're watching on the plane. That's yeah. insane, right? Uh, uh, obstacle course game show in their world? For cars? Seems difficult. Because <laughs> if you do an obstacle course and you're a person, there is a very large chance of injury. Yeah. Like, it's not guaranteed. I wouldn't say it's even 50-50. It's just much larger than it would be normally, and it's very dangerous. If you're a car, I gotta say it's more than 50-50. It's gotta be, like, 90% of contestants sustain permanent damage. Yeah, you gotta imagine, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Seems like an easy way to knock a headlight out or something at the mm-hmm. on the lower end of the injury scale. Because if you're a person... And you're doing one of those obstacle courses. Oftentimes, you'll get hit by a large foam thing, and then you'll fall into water, dead. That's not. You don't want to fall into water if you're a car, as we've established in our previous watchings of this movie, where a lot mm-hmm. of cars fall into water from high heights. Okay, so obstacle courses seem like a a buck wild thing to have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about something real weird. I'd love to. Rod Redline has fake skin. Yeah, he's got the mechanical disguise that Where does the rest where does his disguise go? <laughs> under him. It's under him. Okay. And his body shape is different from the skin that he put on. Also, and I don't mean smaller. <laughs> yeah. Also, like Mater has like magic holographic disguise. Mm-hmm. So why would you need big clunky metal disguise? <laughs> That's a great question. I thought so. Wish I had an answer, but I don't. He tears off his fake skin and puts it right underneath him in like two seconds. And it seems like very master of disguise, but it seems like the Americans are the master of disguise approach where you have a bunch of costumes that you can go in and out of and you just got to do a funny voice. And then there's also the Avengers in this world. And you just have that mask thing that they put on. Yeah. Yeah. Almost combined with like an Iron Man suit for how mechanically uh, complicated this disguise seems. Mm -hmm. Also, why take it off? (laughs) Keep it on so you can keep keep up your cover in case your people come in. Mm -hmm. Which they do. They do. Uh, Also, they do that. But they already came in knowing he had betrayed them. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, it's not... I don't know. It might have been explained why they are are suspicious of him. But if it was, I didn't catch it. They're just like, hey, you've betrayed us. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I did. Yep. And then he he says, yeah, but also he's got to be racist about it. Everyone's so mean to the lemons, man. (laughs) He just starts laughing, like, what are you laughing about? Well, I had this weird flesh suit that I had just wrapped around me, but you guys just look like that forever. They certainly do. I don't know, man. The lemons make me really mad and sad. Yeah. They make me yeah. really mad and sad. <laughs> of course. Okay, so same scene. Yeah. Different issue. Uh-huh. Why does Mater do a, a potty dance? 
yeah, he does sort of seem like he's really got to pee when he isn't the one who just accidentally peed himself. And he also doesn't pee that I saw. Maybe he's just embarrassed and anxious and like that's represented in his physicality there. But it's very clearly a like I've got to pee right now dance also. Mm-hmm. It's a I got to pee dance for a man who doesn't pee. Like you said, he doesn't pee. And I think you may have meant uh, he doesn't use the restroom when he goes into it. Yeah. But he says that he never leaks oil. And leaking oil is peeing. So this man does not pee. I would say leaking oil is peeing accidentally. Like, I don't fully understand their bathroom. <laughs> that I was going to say more, but I think that sums it up. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like they do have some sort of greater need to expel some sort of waste than like cars in our world do you know maybe because they they have bathrooms they have Mm -hmm. them and the larvatory services truck at the airport is absolutely chock full of oil people use the airplane bathroom did a lemon drown in poo poo pee pee he certainly fell in it man and we i don't know that we see him unfall in it and I don't know how you could have gotten him out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, that man probably drowned in poo-poo pee-pee. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so he does that dance, despite the fact that he didn't need to. And it's supposed to be, ha-ha, this man doesn't understand the toilet. But several things. Yeah. I, I feel for him just because sometimes... uh experiencing a completely new bathroom setup in a foreign place is going to be difficult. Sure. But add on to that, it's a different place, different language. Uh, And also, if this man doesn't pee, it's not that he's not used to this toilet. It's that he doesn't have any toilets. Yeah, okay. Ever. That he's ever used. So, of course, he's going to be confused by it. I agree. Yeah. You've you've made an excellent argument, Johnny. It's just so silly. And there, it's weird. There are different complaints to make. Is it all about how Mater is an idiot? Or is it about how he's loud? Because I can get behind. We should support this man because you shouldn't treat him like an idiot. You shouldn't treat him like he's just this buffoon that's, oh, ha, ha, he's our clown to laugh at. That's just rude. Yeah. But he's so loud about it. He's being extremely disrespectful to everyone else by being performatively loud in the ways that he makes mistakes. Yeah, like, I agree with the the little message they have of, like, Luigi and Guido's uncle who's like why did you ask him to change if he's your best friend great but also he is like it's not that he is dumb it's that he's like pretty rude a lot of the time and I don't think he means to be rude I genuinely think if we're not reading this as a mater is a god then mater is truly just 
a little ignorant about the ways of the world. He was raised a certain way. He's always lived a certain way. And he is not intentionally being rude. But that doesn't mean you can't be like, hey, Mater, this is a new place. You've got to, like, be a bit more polite and respectful to these things you don't understand. See, I don't think that's taking it far enough. I think a major problem with this is it's preaching a message of you shouldn't ask people to change. There are behaviors that people have that need to change. There are things that people do that are not acceptable. Mater not only is rude, but he actively causes harm. Yeah. And he doesn't apologize for it. He doesn't know that what he's doing is bad and wrong and needs to be changed. And this entire message of this film is, hey, don't change for other people. No, no, you should in specific ways. Like, hey, you are a guy who tows people. If you have someone on your line and you're taking them to a location to get fixed... Do not drive so fast that you will scrape them against the ground. Yeah. You are hurting this man. It's your job to help him. And since there's no other tow truck around, you're the only person who can do it. People need to stop you from doing this because it's a very bad thing. Yeah. Like it's a very clearly like a be yourself message uh, or a like accept your friends for who they are kind of message. Which, sure, but, like, you can expect your friends to, like, be better about certain things than, like, Lightning kind of has every right. And Lightning, to, to the credit of the movie, Lightning is never specific with Mater, I'd say, about, like, hey, he shouldn't have to tell him this, but, hey, don't eat the the spicy the spicy and then run through the crowded party and put your mouth in the water but like he's also never specific about like hey maybe if you could uh, lower your voice a little bit or hey we're at this theater and you have a big umbrella so the person behind you probably can't see bud mm-hmm. but like and the entire approach is bad yeah and that needs to be acknowledged is he doesn't correct the behaviors that he needs to correct he doesn't tell him how he can be better He just gets angry with him and then snaps at him. And that's what a lot of people do. They'll hold on to their feelings. They won't try and help you be better. They'll just hold on to it until they can't take it anymore. And then they'll snap at you. And it's not helpful for anyone because they've made you feel bad. But in no way did their making you feel bad progress anything. It was just an attack. Yeah, I think the movie is absolutely correct in placing lightning in the wrong. It's just not as correct in placing Major not in the wrong at all. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, State Farm did a weird product placement in this movie. Mm -hmm. Insurance? Insurance. Agents. Secret agents? No, insurance agents. Insurance agents. So we've, we've covered insurance a little bit. I think we've just been like, if there is insurance, but no, there's... I don't know, themselves insurance, life insurance, car insurance, who can say? It's almost certainly all the same thing, but like, you bet those race cars better be paying a premium. I I would be making them. There are a few statues I'd like to talk about, John. Please do. Uh, First one, 
is in Porticosa in uh, Luigi's family's area. We see a statue of a car with a trident, who I absolutely have to assume is going to be the Roman god of the sea, Neptune, but a car. And A, just kind of fun. Roman pantheon, so implied Greek pantheon, also exists. I'm going to go ahead and say Vantheon. But B, why wouldn't they make the god of the sea a boat or something? Maybe submarine. That's a very good question. Seaplane. Something. <laughs> well, there's only one answer. I'd love to hear it. As racism. Yeah, that's that was my answer. <laughs> why do why do Christians think that Jesus was white? Yeah. He he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Open and shut. Love it. <laughs> Also, there are multiple in this movie statues of cars with angel wings or bird wings, one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm not sure we've ever seen such an explicit biological body part in the cars first before. So I did want to cover that. Well, we've seen a bear flag. We have. You're absolutely right. We've seen dinosaurs. Yeah, this movie is the one that explicitly confirms dinosaurs were a thing. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous, uh, but dinosaurs, very real. And I feel like, okay, so I think we've talked about it before. The idea that maybe like construction equipment is dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. And we saw like the perfect example of that in this movie. With the the giant dump truck? The giant truck is so big, and it's it, it behaves like, I guess, I would imagine a dinosaur would. Yeah. Because it's, it's like a cow, except it's, it's three 20 stories times tall. as big. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. And then it just farts on them. I sure do. That's pretty mm-hmm. great. Love that. It farts on lightning before his date. I have maybe the smallest detail here. It doesn't matter. But there's a scene in a casino. And instead of dice, they roll fuzzy dice. Fuzzy dice. But they still have the string connecting them. Mm-hmm. So whatever number's on that side, they just they wouldn't roll right. <laughs> they wouldn't be yep. random. I wanted to mention that. But I'm pretty sure we did talk about that in the episode where we talked about this movie the first time i skipped around who can say it made me really mad this time for some reason probably as someone who's gotten much more into D since that first episode yeah it's just hey that's a bad thing to do and i get it's a car joke yeah but you can't make so many car jokes at the expense of using any amount of logic yeah and again, it's a kind of funny car joke, even. Mm-hmm. It's kind, but I don't know. It just made me mad, and I could feel it being a stupid thing to get upset about. But it didn't stop me. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a crazy choice to make. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Johnny? All right. So we've talked about how the lemons just their combat tends to be. I'm gonna hit it. I'm going to run into it. I'm going to hit it. Mm-hmm. They're sumo wrestlers. Yeah, there sure are. That's what they do. And like, 
The difference is that it's implied that when the lemons are doing it, it's more like an action sequence in a movie where you're just like seeing a bunch of people punch each other a lot. Okay, there's that. Uh, but when it's translated into cars, it's it's just hitting. And then you translate sumo wrestling into cars, and it's just hitting. So they're doing the same thing. Yeah. And we talked about demolition derbies. And also, I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that in a demolition derby, uh, an important thing to do is you don't ram into things with the front of your car. Mm-hmm. You want to back into things because you don't want to mess up the engine. These sumos hit each other head on. They're going to be destroying their bodies every time. Yeah. Okay. So sumos, I just had to throw that out there. They do a lot of like references to Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, I believe, geishas in it. Yeah, there certainly are. I was going to ask if I could do uh, a credits speed round real quick. Go for it. First off, the song in the credits is absolutely horrible. <laughs> That's one of my notes is just song sucks. Uh, it's very bad. I just want to establish that. <laughs> but stuff that actually implies something. Uh, they have a bunch of different postcards from around the world. One of them uh, that really supports Mater as a god, they go to the Mater Horn, which is the Matterhorn, but it's shaped like Mater. So, what are we even doing anymore, folks? He made a mountain in his own image. Uh, And I found two things in there that really support the, uh, throughout history, it's always been cars. It's not like chariots or something. One, they see the Terracotta Army, uh, which are a bunch of clay statues made in ancient, ancient China to replicate an army and their cars. And two... The American Revolution painting that was a big basis of one of our uh, Moments in History episodes actually appears in the end credits uh, as one of the things off to the side. It's mostly covered up, but it is that painting. So everything we were saying that we were sort of walking back with, this is just concept art, so who knows? We can just be like, no, yeah, it's a thing. It's in a Cars movie. I don't know what to tell you. They're sort of motion postcards, so in one of them, there are some bird planes, and they flap their wings instead of just flying like planes, and that drove me crazy. And the last one is, we see Mater's passport. His birthday is January 12th, 1957. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's an old man. He's an old man with a best friend who's gotta be younger than that. Gotta, and don't we can't even start talking about his girlfriend. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. That's gross. It is. That's my speed round. Anything you'd like to expand upon? Uh, no, I'm just realizing time-wise, I'm going to need to go through so many of these things real fast, so I got a speed round of my own. That's why I did my speed round. I looked at our clock. Uh, okay, let's let's go for it. Yep. Uh, he calls the formula car fragile, and he loses his mind about being called fragile. Correctly. Uh, yeah. Uh, super rude, very racist. Lightning, how dare you? Piston elevators. The elevators are shaped like pistons. Yeah. Imagine if our actual elevators were shaped like hearts. It'd be weird, man. You are mm-hmm. early in the movie. No wonder you have to do a speed round. <laughs> uh, the the code phrase that they use is just a fact. Mm-hmm. It's just hey, 
this is a thing. Oh yeah, this is why. That call and response doesn't, you need to say something that people won't know. <laughs> yeah. And sure, you could argue Mater is someone who knows more about things, but essentially Mater just like has doctor's style knowledge. So like, hey, interesting fact about the circulatory system. Yeah, it's because of this reason. There are so many people who could have said that. Uh-huh. Um, engine block replaced. I already said that. Ripped out battery. Pay-per-view. Did Mater watch porn? It, it could just be a pay-per-view movie. Yeah, it, I think that's the imp- they were going for, but I think that anyone older than 15 would think that when hearing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like the embarrassed nature of, hey, I didn't mean to order that movie. I'm so sorry. Like, okay, this guy's embarrassed about the pay-per-view. Oh, it's it's porn. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the the three-wheel guy who gets tased. Why does he got three wheels? Why does he got three wheels? There are cars like that, but it's weird. <laughs> it's yeah. Okay. Uh, Luigi and Guido used to argue about who looked more like a Ferrari. <laughs> It's. I mean, it's Luigi. It's Luigi. But neither of them, but of the two of them. One of you is a forklift and one of you is a car. It, a Ferrari is a car. It's the car. Okay. You look hungry. My wife says you look hungry. She's going to feed you. We talked about this before. What does it mean that lightning looks hungry? Go and tell you. Okay. Um, there's, there's a diving board. Yeah, man. I, I forgot that one. I meant to make a note and I didn't. It's, it's the playground of the rich and there's a car that just dives into the water and hopefully doesn't die, but we can't know that. It looked like a little bit, maybe they had a floaty or something, but I couldn't tell. And I'm not sure that that's true. Go ahead. Accident. though I've got two that are really big things. (laughs) Okay. That's fine. Go for it. Uh, but then I'm going to skip those. All right. Visor and parachute. There's a guy who's just got like a weird sun visor on mm-hmm. and he's a boat. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, the parachute. That's not how parachutes work. Mater, he deployed his parachute while standing still on the ground and then he started floating upward. It's also not how they work when he does it in London to fly, even if you it, had propulsion. It actually... Uh, kind of can work like that that is a thing that some people do uh except they use fans and not jet engines because that would almost certainly be too fast yeah the poison gas yeah so he does breathe we know that yes we've known that for many reasons but that poison gas knocked him out real quick taser cheating task force radiator springs have a nice day sir tomater van and mini Oh, they survived. Good good note. They survived they, the end of cars. Despite the fact that they definitely died, they were there. The taser, why did they get rid of his bullets? Not his gun. Sure. Why didn't they take the battery out of her taser? An excellent question. Uh, cheating. Lightning clearly cheats in that race, but like, I don't think they declared an actual winner, so that's fine. Yeah. Task Force Radiator Springs. Why is every single member of Radiator Springs capable of taking out either armed or dangerous villains? Some of them by just turning on their headlights. <laughs> okay. Ramon just straight up tries to blind a man. 
I mean, if you're in life and death and you got a can of spray paint, I won't feel bad if you do it to someone. Fair enough. Uh, but like every single one of them, Guido takes off tires super fast. Sheriff cuffs like six different cars. Two of them you notice because they're in like the front. But then like in the background, you can notice they're like four or five cars just piled and flipped for yeah. no reason. So that's crazy. That was weird. Uh, uh, Red, very powerful water host. Yeah, probably accurate. Right. Have a nice day. Why on earth would you program your bomb to say have a nice day? Your name? Smiley face. <laughs> that's <laughs> insane. Yes. I kind of uh, love it, but yeah, it is weird. Sir Tomater confirms 100% his name is Toe Mater. It's not the name of his company. His name is Toe Mater. I guess you're right, but I don't think that's what it was in the first movie. I think that's it a wasn't. retcon. It wasn't, and it was, and it's deeply upsetting. It is. All right, now the two big ones. Uh, this plan makes no sense. Nonsensical. The only way it would make sense is not if they had some oil, which is what it is. They found oil and okay, that would make you rich. You found oil. So they're going to destroy organic fuel. Clearly it's not a problem until you make this big old hubbub about all in all. It was, you were fine. And then you create your own fake problem and then you destroy your own fake problem so that your thing that you're already going to make so much money off of might make like 1% more money. Sounds like rich people to me, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think rich people would be that uh, obvious about it. Yeah, okay. Rich people are sneakier than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, okay, and then... This entire movie is accidentally anti-science. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, but go ahead. The message is accidentally, hey, you can't trust science. And if someone is a corrupt businessman, they can just do something very simple and lie to you and no one's ever going to check. And you can't trust anything. And your fuel sources are going to be manipulated. And uh, uh, your, your hippie friends sure the ones you know are going to be right because even though they're not scientists the people you know are the people you can trust but anyone who suggests being a hippie uh large scale is clearly a liar because you know large scale uh differences can't be made you can't do good things on a large scale yeah and like i actually kind of love the big oil is big oil man line Mm because like honest to god yeah but it is like, and this is a children's movie. We understand this. Hundreds of people would be testing olive oil. They wouldn't mm-hmm. have realized it was just gasoline. It's just gasoline. Gasoline that blows up under certain circumstances. And I get there are a lot of people out there like, well, he just, he's rich. So he just paid to have it like brushed under the independent studies are a thing. You get that, right? Like anyone who's anti-vax, you get that if anyone could prove that it was actually a secretly evil thing, they would do it. 
Yeah. Which is basically any anti-vaxxer out there. If you're listening to me, don't know why you are. I don't like <laughs> you. Uh, sure. If, if you're listening to this right now, I got to explain something to you. Your whole message is that anyone who agrees with you is incapable of performing the science necessary to confirm what you think. Oh boy. So yeah, cars to accidentally anti-vax. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Cause like the, the whole message of the movie is, Hey, the, the well, not the message. The uh, premise of the movie is this rich guy is corrupt. So he easily deceives the masses and then, feeds them poison because he can because no one's gonna bother to check yeah okay yeah okay well that's the end of the episode (laughs) thanks so much for listening i hope you took the chance to watch cars 2 again uh if you'd like i don't know again besides all that stuff that makes us angry about lemons and whatever john just said about it being anti-vax on accident again i think it gets a bad rap it's it's not a good movie, but give it a chance. Some of the stuff where Mater was sad made me sad. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's good. Anyway, if you want to uh, connect with us uh, and send us something that you'd like us to talk about, maybe there was something you noticed in Cars 2 when you watched it that we didn't even touch on and you want to send it to us, you can do so uh, at our email, which is thechat at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us and follow us on Twitter, uh, which is at the Kachat. Both of those are all one word. There's no hyphen in there, even though there's one in the title of the show. Now it's John's turn to do outro things. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky little podcast, and actually rate and review, because those are important things. Uh, And uh, until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer. Tiny robots on